0: to play the ball and put in your earplugs, put on your eyeshades. You know where to put the caulk. We gotta a singer in a smoking room.
2: I smell the wine
3: Mike Johnson joins us. Good morning. Mike, um, we've been seeing uh, the market continues to kind of hold in there uh, despite all the noise you have out of Washington that would make you think things are coming apart at the seams. Um, You know, the market continues to hold up and uh some of our stocks the things that we own which tend to be more value related things um are holding up even better extremely well extremely well uh what do you attribute
4: that to um the underlying businesses first off i mean first and foremost that's what drives the valuations in the long run um and then some external forces, um, you know, things, you know, low interest rates, you know, I think that's, you know, there's increased demand for yield out there. So, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're invested more in value, um, dividend paying stocks, and there's an increasing demand for that income that they're producing. So I think that's, uh, another aspect of it. Right. But, but ultimately it's the, the businesses that are doing
3: well. Yeah. And they continue to do well. Low interest rate environment, uh, yeah. Demand, plenty of consumer demand, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, right? And you've here recently, you've seen a shift
4: away from the momentum stocks, uh, the Facebooks, Amazon, Netflix, those types of companies. You've seen a, a you know retreat from those because the valuations were so high, and then right. you're looking at these other companies that you know the fundamentals are good and the valuations are attractive uh, especially when you look at it on a relative basis and some of them on an absolute basis and um
3: uh, so you've had more demand for it at the pre-financial group go ahead
2: guy well i just want to say something relative to what we're talking about because it's 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 just the truth so the purchasing managers report came out this week i don't know if you all saw that this is some interesting. This is some interesting news. Twenty-nine percent of purchasers said the industry was heating up. Sixty percent said it was holding steady, and eleven said it was cooling down. Okay. Now, half, forty-nine percent, said the amount they will be spending on purchasing was up over last year. Year really. to date, this time. Wow, that's now that's something to pay attention to, yeah, right? That is okay. They're making product, and then thirty-four uh, percent that said they saw uh, holding steady, and eleven percent decrease. Two in three purchasers say, and I think this is interesting: a recession is likely within twelve months. Now, why is that? I don't get it. I don't either. If they're, um, yeah. That's my point. They're spending money. They're making more goods, right? They intend to be selling that product, correct? Yep. So why do they think? So this is back to something we talk a lot about at Depree Financial. Hey, it's the news. Yeah. All they talk about is mm-hmm. when is the recession going to hit? Yeah. How can we time the recession? but we're yeah. still increasing jobs. Yeah. We're still buying product. Consumer confidence is good. So I just wanted to bring that up as it relates to the so market. The people
3: in business are more affected by the news than you can imagine. I think so. <clears throat>
2: They're spending more money. They're budgeting to spend more money next year, yeah. not decrease. Right. But yet they think there's a recession coming. It, so it's kind of interesting. It's a disconnect somewhere. There is. Yeah. And it's back to why I think Dupree does so well. You know, we were talking about our our stocks and how well they're performing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's because of our approach and how, you know, we're looking at real quality companies and we know what they're doing. And
4: well, and, and inevitably, you know, anytime money chases the the best performer, a momentum, whatever it is, inevitably that reverses back to kind of the, the average. So that's what we've been seeing here recently. You know, you've had <clears throat> this big run-up in certain areas, and that reverses. It goes back to the the mean. Um, and and it's just the way it always happens. There's a, a boom in one area, and then that reverses itself. And, you know, real value, you know, becomes the –
3: the hot thing, if you will. Right. Yeah. It's time to rethink the traditional retirement savings allocation. What's up with that?
4: So this was a, an article in Barron's and it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the traditional retirement allocation, if you will, is like a 60, 40 stocks to bonds allocation. And this is something we, we, we preach to our clients. Um, we don't adhere to, you know, rules of thumb, you know, with investing. You know, it's it's based on the person's specific um, situation. It's based on what's going on in the market at that time. So with a traditional 60-40 mix, um, they, they talk in the article about uh, negative interest rates. Uh, so, you know, $17 trillion in negative yielding debt uh, around the world <clears> – <throat> So the idea of a 60-40 allocation is you have the 40% in bonds, so in a downturn in the market, those bonds hold up better. Well, the problem is they they make the point, and this is is interesting. Uh, If you bought a 10-year Treasury note on September 3rd, um, over the following 10 days, that Treasury fell 3%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but this – the treasury on a bond portion, yeah. that's supposed to be your stable dry powder. Uh-huh. Well, if it's yielding one and a half percent and it falls three percent, that's a big Woo. hit right yeah. there. Yeah. And so you can't adhere to just, you know, averages, you know, what, what, you know, kind of the, the old standards. You can't just stick to that, never change it. You have right. to look at what's going on in the market. It's one of the things. We talk with new people about all the time, you know, target yeah. date funds, mm-hmm. and that's what those do. Right, uh, they just adhere to, uh, you know, just the old standard of, you know, percentage stocks, percentage bonds. Talking about the- talking about that. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> all right, we need to take a break. Already, man. Already, man, that was quick. Eight fourteen. Stay with us. It's the Tom pre Show News Radio six thirty WLAP.
0: 2020. 2020. The 2020 election means we need a moderate candidate to beat Donald Trump. Overcome his darkness with our light. I will let them have it like you've never heard before. The 2020 presidential elections the here. News Radio 630
3: WLAP. I'm Tom Dupree, Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: 630
3: W.L.A.P. Back on the Tom DePriese show. When God is your portfolio manager, God is my witness. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. We're going to get
2: hot for the Lord now. (laughs) Woo!
3: Bring it on. This
4: This is new to me. I didn't I had not seen this until yeah. I read this article and um, it was a Jason Zweig article and um, I got to looking at it throughout the week and you know at first I had some kind of mixed emotions because you know I, I think everybody sitting at this table would agree to you know some of the the foundational biblical ideas behind this so when I was looking at it, it was it was you know kind of one of these internal You know, struggles questioning some of this stuff. But what's going on, um, there are funds, mutual funds, ETFs, um, that are marketing slash pandering, depending on how you look at it, Mm -hmm. um, to Christian beliefs. So there's, uh, it's called, one of the larger uh, fund companies is called Inspire, And um, uh, they have, for example, uh, a couple of their – if I can get this back up here in front of me – a couple of their tickers on their ETFs. um, One is WWJD, what would Jesus do? Another one is BIBL, and another one is BLES. Yeah. Mm, There we go. go. Uh, So the idea behind this, they say we don't invest in – Companies that go against certain aspects of the Bible. Yeah. Um, Okay, on the surface, all right. You know, that's, that's great. But a lot of questions come to mind. First, who's interpreting this? Yeah. You know, so you as an investor, you have Christian beliefs, you know, deeply held, certain things that you believe, you know, heart and soul. So you go into this. Assuming that they're going to adhere to the same beliefs right. that you are. So you're putting faith in, no no pun intended, uh, putting faith in the fund manager mm-hmm. and the person who's selling you the fund that this is going to be the case. Um, when I got to looking at it, it's it's so vague. There's no clear on on inspire's website there's no clear uh, mandate of what they're following right first off um but yeah they really
2: don't want to tell you
4: no that concerned me yes so to me what this looks like it's just a marketing ploy yeah. to try to attract assets um and they're they're hoping nobody really looks under the hood uh, and, and really does their own research. Uh, so it's marketing and pandering and investors have to be so careful when you go to an advisor or an investment product that is pandering to a certain belief that you have because they're trying to get to an emotional part of you to get your business. I agree. And you have to be so
3: careful on that. Well, Investing in general has a big emotional component to it. Now, what we try to do at Dupree Financial Group is um, research some of the emotion out of it. We just made a new purchase of a new company. I'm not going to say the name of it. I'm just going to talk about how we got to it. Um, This new company we've been watching for some time. Emotionally, the market does not think very much of it. It's down. So the emotions towards that company have been negative, quite negative. And um, the, you know, the emotions of a, a surrounding an investment can be compared to uh, the emotions surrounding a political topic or a social topic or a fashion. People get on the bandwagon one day one way or the other, for or against. They get on the bandwagon in favor of something or against it. And it's what happens with companies stocks of companies. People will get on the bandwagon against it and go negative on it. What ends up getting overlooked in that process is the underlying fundamentals of the company itself. Is this a good company? Uh, Are they doing some things right? Is the market ignoring those things, thereby creating Um, an opportunity for investors because if the market's ignoring something about a company, there's no premium, there's no promotion, no promo built into the price. The price isn't puffed up. We all know that companies and ideas and all kinds of things can become overpromoted. What we're looking for is a situation where perhaps the market has under-promoted and even negatively promoted a company to the extent that its shares are, are are really
2: cheap. That's right. So I saw the headline, Biblically Responsible Investing is Booming, and immediately thought of, okay, that means these are companies or this, these are fund managers that are investing in companies that are not – uh, and, uh, that are not supporting sin, mm-hmm. right? That that's, the, that's where I went, just as a general guy named Guy. Yeah. Pornography.
4: <laughs> yeah. Alcohol. Pornography. Uh,
2: <laughs> abortion, uh, drugs that kill, you, you know, the, all that kind of stuff. I started thinking about it, and I was really intrigued, so I made a phone call. I called a good friend of mine who – is very biblically responsible in his lifestyle. And, he, and I, I told him about this story, and he said, I've never heard of anybody like this. And I said, well, tell me what has been your experience. He said, well, let me tell you something that I do know. He said, there's an organization called the National Christian Foundation, and I park money at that foundation, family money, to gift okay to charities of my choice they invest responsibly but i don't know in what specifically it's typically funds but he made a very interesting point to me he said when anytime we direct them to give money yeah they do research on the organization we're going to give to Mm -hmm. and come back score them like you brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Said, are you aware this this ministry you want to donate to supports Planned Parenthood? And or something like that, just yeah. an example. Okay. But he did not know anything about this type of stuff. But this is what he told me that rocked my world. He said recently there was a survey done. Yeah and I don't have the facts to support this, but I can call and get them if any of the listeners want them. I'll call him and find out where he got it. 57% of Americans do not trust people that tell you they're a Christian. Really? That blew my mind. And I started thinking about that, you know? Have you ever had an experience where somebody you did business with told you in the beginning they were a Christian? Now, this is just Guy Huglett's opinion, okay? Please, mm-hmm. listeners, hear me on this. It's just an opinion. But if somebody has to tell me they're a Christian, I'm always concerned. Christians live by their faith. They act by their faith. Mm-hmm. They don't need, to tell. They don't need right. to tell you that. And that's I, what he and I kind of were talking about with this. Yeah. I would mildly disagree. Okay. And, and what I would say
3: is that... Sometimes people will ask you, what is the source of your faith? And that, then then that is
2: a place where you can talk about your Christianity. 100% on board Believe. with that, Tom. Okay, so. It's the people that come and sit down, and before you've even engaged in it, I'm a Christian.
4: Yeah. One of the, the quotes that uh, he has in here, and I, I love it, he says, uh, some uh, advisors will pray with you. Others may want to prey on you.
2: <laughs> There's two forms of prey.
4: So <laughs> I like that. But but getting back to the 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 actual investments themselves, what's the best way to to do this? So let's say you have a belief you don't want to invest in tobacco
3: companies or alcohol. companies. I just companies. don't like. I'll give you the company. I don't like casino companies because I just know what they're doing yeah. and, right? and and I, I i don't think any good can come out of it
2: i understand yeah
3: you know, I, I totally understand I, I just don't uh some people invest in them and make a lot of money with them but here's the best way for an investor
4: to be able to to see through this when we talk to our clients we say here are the companies you have and we'll go down the line and explain what they do and if if or if we're doing a proposal, these are the companies that are in there. And if we get to a company and you know a, a prospect or a existing client says, "I don't like their business. They have a, 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 something that's that they feel is wrong with what they're doing." Right. It's not in their portfolio. We don't yeah, put it in we there. We don't put it in. We don't so, buy it for. Them. So you're not just taking, you know, somebody's word for it and hoping. You're actually seeing right. with with our portfolio exactly what you have. And then you can make those decisions because it's ultimately your money. So to to me, that's the the purest way um, for investing. You know, on a number of reasons. But for for this, you know, if you have personal beliefs, you know, know what you own. Know what Um, you own. And the other thing, uh, these funds. uh, It's a it's a new. A a new gimmick, if you will. I mean, you go back and look at the performance on these, most of them were foreign back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, So, just from a a long term investment standpoint, it's not time tested. Right. You know, so just investors beware. Do your research on the advisor, do your research on the holdings that you have. Uh, There's no substitute. I mean, that's. That's
2: Well, faith without works is dead. Said is that James. That's James. James, right? Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Tom knows the Bible much better than I do. Well you you knew that. <laughs> but I knew that. But you know, that's a great statement. You know, it's important to have faith, but you've got to put a little work into it too. It doesn't mean because they're spiritually that's right. grounded, they're gonna take care of all this. That's right.
3: I mean, you know, they could be spiritually grounded and terrible investors. That's right. You know, <laughs> it's doesn't always equal itself. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree show with Guy Huglin and Mike Johnson. News Radio, six thirty, WLAP.
0: From iHeartRadio, number one for podcasts, Murder in Oregon.
3: It was a public official who discovered corruption in his own department he was
2: stabbed in the heart in front of the building where he worked
5: michael frankie's killers were never brought to justice and you'll find out why this season of murder in oregon
3: Hi, Doug Flynn announcing the J&H Sidewall Clearance Sale. Enjoy up to 70% off on clothing from the North Face and Patagonia, up to 60% off on footwear from Merrell and Keene, whether planning a camping trip or vacation at the beach, or you just like the outdoors. Come see why our customers count on us for great customer service and selection. J&H Outdoor Store. More drive just off Nicholasville Road. Turn between Raising Cane's and Wendy's. J&H Outdoor Store. Did you know that last year in Kentucky, there were over 10,000 crashes involving semi-trucks resulting in 116 deaths? It's time we all take responsibility on the highways and share the road safely with each other. Kentucky State Police will be looking for aggressive cars and trucks on the highways. If you are tailgating a big truck or cut a truck off, you may receive a ticket. Please drive like your life depends on it. Because it does. Paid for with federal funds through Kentucky State Police.
5: President Trump facing criticism by GOP leaders over his decision to pull U.S. troops from northern Syria. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in an op-ed piece in The Washington Post calling the president's move a, quote, grave mistake that betrays our ally, the Kurds, who helped us fight ISIS. It allowed Turkey's military to move into Syria, fighting against Kurdish-led forces. Now a pause, in that fighting hangs in the balance. ABC's James Longman is in the region. The
0: U.S.-Turkish
1: broker deal essentially gives Turkey the right to monitor its own safe zone. But the Kurds say that's not good enough. They want international observers in northern Syria to keep the peace.
5: Britain's House of Commons holding a rare Saturday session over Brexit. A possible vote today on a deal or whether to ask the EU to extend the October 31st deadline. And in New York last night, a group of fans chanting support for Hong Kong and Tibet in the Brooklyn Nets' first game since returning from China on Friday night. I'm Michelle Franz and ABC News
4: keep mostly dry conditions around for this Saturday. A few clouds mixed in from time to time, but otherwise highs getting into the lower 70s. That's a few degrees above our average. However, a little bit of a light to moderate wind will be making it feel nice out there as well. We do have a small rain chance coming in later on this evening, and that's for mostly southern Kentucky. I'm Doug KYT, Adam Berniston, News Radio 630 WLAB.
0: Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station.
4: I'm Reverend Jim Nichols, the new senior pastor Southern Hills United Methodist Church. At Southern Hills, we are all about building true reflections of God's amazing love. Is that not breathtaking? We have this God who has chosen to be known to all of creation in a variety of ways, but primarily, as Jesus said, as a God of love. God's love is overwhelming, and we are actively seeking ways to reflect that love as a church family. Please join us each Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. here on
1: WLAP Radio. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at term provider, 800-276-1640. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-276-1640. 800-276-1640.
0: 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show.
3: More workers want phased retirement. Most employers don't offer it, survey finds. According to uh, the group's 19th Annual Retirement Survey, 43% of workers would like a phased retirement in some form, but 75% of employers don't offer a formal phased retirement program. What's going on with that? I know UK you can uh, do phased retirement at, at UK. you and, can I so think I'm it's
4: three years I believe yeah. either three or five I believe it's three though. Um, and I mean it's a it's a good deal for the the workers and I mean this is this is an issue we see all the time um, people coming in to see us. Um, you know especially uh, let's take UK as an example. You have somebody that's been there. You have all this institutional knowledge. You, the 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 professors they have the experience, and then they retire. And what UK is able to do, they're able to keep that knowledge base there for another three to five years. Right. Um, and and it, it it meets both sides. You know, it meets the the professors you know needs, and it's helping the the school. It's helping the kids. Right. Um, a lot of uh, professions don't do this um you, you look at uh, the medical profession you know it's kind of you know when doctors are ready to retire there's no phased yeah. thing there i mean they when they retire
3: they have to retire they have to retire because of the uh fact that if you practice a little or you practice a lot your EO insurance your uh malpractice insurance is still the same amount right um, th- this this statistic was
4: interesting. So they surveyed a um, little over a thousand people between the age of sixty five and eighty five, and these are people who are either working part time or full time. And the uh, survey found that thirty three percent of the respondents don't wish that they were retired, yeah. and that twenty percent would like to work fewer hours. Uh, so over half of the people that were working uh, at that age. Wish they were still working.
2: There's a whole nother workforce development time. You want to okay. talk about it? Completely. Well, I think it's whole. It's a waste yeah. of a lot of people. Yes.
3: To be retired when they have so much to offer. Amen. And it,
2: and then they have a life of boredom sometimes, which is not good for their health. Not good yeah.
3: for anything.
2: Anything, mental, emotional, physical. Uh, when I was in the, the HR business, we used to refer to the the, the older worker as the renaissance worker. And the, the thing that I learned from them was simply this. They possess the authentic work ethic that this country was built on. You got it. Mm-hmm. And w- we've not done a good job of... Transitioning, passing that down generationally. I, I'm sorry to say that, but that's the number one problem employers face today with with their workforce is people don't want to work. They don't have a desire. Yeah, I know. And so this this speaks to that loudly, and employers would be smart. Absolutely. Absolutely. To do this. You look
4: at uh, some of the, the European countries, I mean, they they uh, they have more of a structure in place. Uh, the companies themselves do, you know, e- even Japan right now, because of their demographic shift, Japan is, they're catering more to the, the older workers um, and, you know, they're more flexible with their time. Um, but th- this is the, the thing. You know, the older workers work smarter. Yes, they do. And they know how to get the job done quicker
3: and more efficiently. You know, let's go back to the biblical ideas. All right. You... Look through the Bible. Look through the Old Testament. Did Moses retire?
1: <laughs> Did Abraham
3: retire? Hell, at 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 ninety nine years old, Abraham was having his first kid. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's so good. You know, the, this notion of retirement, of <clears throat> withdrawing from life to doing something uh, that really wasn't very busy, uh, it's not in there. It's You don't see that idea. Um, Churchill, you know, he was uh, a leader well into his old age. Uh, he didn't retire. No,
2: no. From public life. And in, in the, the older worker can train the younger worker, teach them. Right. Those values, you know, those principles that are so important.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: If they're willing to listen, and it, that, it, that it, and that's that's a problem too. I know. You know, just
3: uh, you know the the lack of
4: the
3: the work ethic. I had a problem with Mike getting him to listen. <laughs> say what?
2: <laughs> do do what? What? Say what? What are you talking about? Let me turn up my hearing. Huh?
3: <laughs> no, but seriously,
2: you
3: you can impart a lot of things to people with things that come up.
2: Yeah. Okay. Can I say one other thing about the worker? Go ahead. Is it okay? All right. It's okay. Think about where you see okay. so many of your senior workers today. McDonald's, they, McDonald's, Walmart, Walmart, and who are they? They're the most pleasant friendly grateful people you deal with in those places of business there's a customer service piece untapped right there i tell you uh you go to florida and you go rent a car down there
3: and the car rental places are full of older workers that's Uh that's what it is you go to new york it's all younger people from the caribbean and places like that interesting Uh, yeah Mm. i was really, uh, impressed with, uh, young kids working at the enterprise, uh, car rental place in New York. Most of them people of color, uh-huh. uh, from the Caribbean and, and other places. And, uh, consequently in, in, in Florida, uh, depending upon the community, you'll see mainly older white people, uh, that have probably moved down there to retire Mm -hmm. and are working in the car rental, uh, place, um, you know, for something to do to supplement their retirement income. Yeah. Had a meeting, uh, with someone this past week
4: and, um, they've gone back to work part-time, um, for a couple of different reasons. You know, one is for some extra spending money Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and the other is, um, they enjoy, what they were doing before and they were able to go back in a part-time capacity and um you know it's it's like you said guy it's from an, a, a an emotional standpoint mental standpoint and it's they enjoy it you mm-hmm. know it keeps them involved keeps them active and that's something we encourage our clients a lot of them to do you know when you if you retire from a current career uh retirement isn't doing nothing it's options you can go back and do something else or you know, some sort of a derivative from what you were doing in your past career
2: that's an opportunity to brand script because you know we are we're candid and diligent guys. like you said yeah. we encourage our clients but we're also forthright not only in our investment approach but the relationship that we have with them and i've i've listened to you guys many a time say you know might be a good idea with your spending and what you guys are doing right now in retirement to get a part-time job. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But sticking to the biblical that, yeah. you know, we tell the truth, right? Cause we care about our clients.
3: And the other thing is we tell the truth cause we can, because we don't go in under false pretenses trying to tell people that, um, uh, they're gonna uh get this or get that and we haven't built up some smoke screen yeah of telling them blowing smoke at them and, and telling them all these things we we go in at the beginning bottom lining it yeah to them, oh yeah you know, uh and so therefore if something comes up we just tell them the truth yeah but well, i think it's because the other part of
4: that's uh we're approachable yeah you know when we're talking to people, you know, it's, it's not an intimidating, uh, uh meeting, um, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. just not, I mean, it's, you know, we can, we can get as technical as someone wants to, but it's, we purposely try never to talk over anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, it's education. Um, you know, it's, it's a relationship. That's how you build a relationship. You know, it's give and take.
2: Well, we're not we're not selling anything. Exactly. You know, we don't want people coming in, you know, that's not our goal yeah. to get a commission to trade and do some of the things these big bigger firms, you know, unfortunately, that's how they make their money. So, I was on the website
3: of a guy, let's just say he's a guy.
2: And he's not <laughs> the guy. Not he's, the he's guy.
3: In, he's in the business. <laughs> and he has a show on this channel. Uh, On Sunday mornings, and he is uh, known for being a specialist in annuities. And I went on his website and looked at uh, one of the things he said, and he started off the whole time talking about annuities rather than talking about the needs of the client. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just going to say, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I agree. I think he even bragged about the fact that he's been involved in placing $300 million worth of annuities and that he knows annuities backwards and forwards and that if you're considering buying an annuity, you should call him. Well, what kind of financial advice, I mean, real practical financial advice are you going to get from a guy who declares himself to be an annuity salesman. Mm-hmm. What are you going to get? What? I mean, you know, to the guy with the hammer, every problem is a nail, right? You know, he's got a hammer that's going to it. it every, he's going to hit everything around him with that hammer as if it were a nail, whether it is or isn't. And how do you know enough? to know that you need an annuity. There you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, without proper financial advice, how would you have arrived at that thing? You know how you would have arrived at it? You're scared. You're scared. Fear. Right. There it is. You're afraid. You want a one-stop shop that will fix your fear. That's right. And so the bottom line is, uh, and a lot of people – get sold this I'm not saying categorically that annuities are bad mm-hmm. I'm not saying that annuities it's like it's like a vegetable you know lots of vegetables are good there are some annuities that I'm sure in certain situations are good but it's the approach that I don't like yeah. That's right the approach that we do annuities you need an annuity you should call us yeah mhm and they they advertise on this station and I'm calling them out. Well, I, don't, I don't care. Amen. If they are well, a, a advertiser on the station. Uh, well that's who we are. I'm, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. Just like if I was a politician of another
2: party, I'm gonna say I don't agree with this guy in this party. Right. So this is good stuff we're talking about. I'm glad we're talking about it. Fear is an interesting emotion. You know, and if you really break it down, it boils down to two things for all of us.
3: Ought to be classified with stealing.
2: Yes, it should be. Hmm. But you're scared you're going to lose something you got. Exactly. Okay. Or you're scared you're not going to get something you want. Right. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: It really boils down to that. And we, at Dupree, we get to know who our clients are. We know their families. We know their dogs their cats, their names. My gosh, Elizabeth makes fresh baked cookies for everybody. <laughs> We're on Main Street. Yeah. yeah. But we have relationship. Right. And so we understand what maybe our clients may be scared of or concerned about, what their anxiety and worries are. Mm-hmm. So we can properly help yeah. them work through that. Yeah. And, and protect we not their money with
3: uh, saying we know exactly what your problem is. Before they get there and tell us what it is. Mm -hmm. And here's the fix for it. Yes. So, We we, just real quick. We uh, had a meeting
4: with somebody that has an annuity currently. And they've had it for a while. Um, And is an existing client. And uh, said, let's just call and get some information on it. So we called. We got information on the annuity. It fits what he's needing right Right. now. Mm -hmm. So you know what? It can be a good thing. So you know what? We didn't. Right. Push him to get it out because it's in his best interest to right. hold on to that because of the what he was able to get on it. God, right. I'm glad so, you
3: said that. There right. you go. Sometimes it works. It, yeah. But you don't go in leading with it. That's yet, right. You know. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with News Radio 630 WLAP.
0: Mapping out the day's story. Turkey goes into Syria. The ceasefire. Elijah Cummings. China. Mr. Giuliani.
5: Impeachment. Hunter
0: Biden. Navigate your world. The things that are happening today, right right now. now, with News Radio 630, WLAP.
3: Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859 400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to The Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859
0: 400 630 WLAP. High as
3: Back on the Tom Dupree show. Here's how hedge fund billionaire Ray Dalio says the bull market will end. Ray Dalio's a smart man. He's worth several billion dollars. He's run a big hedge fund for years. So people listen when he talks. It's interesting.
4: He, uh, because we were talking in the last segment, you know, about fear. Um, He doesn't believe that we're going to have a big crash crash he calls it the great sag um which is just a a long period of not a lot of anything you know volatility but not ultimately net movement up Mm -hmm. um there was to piggyback on that bill gross actually came out because he's retired now um but he he came out and made one of his first uh appearances since his retirement and um he agrees. You know, he, he basically said essentially the same thing um, that we're because of monetary policy, different things. You know, we're kind of where we are. Um, and he he, what he recommended in general were high yielding, secure dividend stocks. To put quotes around it, that's what Bill Gross was mm-hmm. saying.
3: Which is what we invest in. That's right. Here is y-
4: you talk about fear. You know, that's what's being catered to right now you know all these things that are being sold you know fear on market crashes fear on this um and we don't pander to that um let's say well let's look at the last year in the market for example from september 30th of 18 through september 30th of this year think of all the volatility we've had in the market we had from peak to trough about 20 percent drop in the fourth quarter of last year you know about a 20 percent rise this year and in between other bouts of volatility between those two things but net net for the year for one year from september to september september 18 to september uh this year uh the market the s p 500 is up four percent yeah it's a lot of movement with not much net gain so Instead of assuming that you're going to have a big crash in the market, let's just say it's kind of more of the same, hypothetically. If you're invested for growth in a growth portfolio and you're entering retirement, where is your monthly income going to be coming from? from? Mm -hmm. You know, a, a, a flat market can be just as dangerous as a down market for somebody that's taken withdrawals from a portfolio. And that's the crux of the problem we're trying to solve for our clients is producing an income stream that prevents you from selling your shares in a flat market or a down market. Right. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And if you've been invested in a growth portfolio, you've been a big beneficiary you know, of this market since 2009. Um, it might be time just to Take a look at it, you know, with a critical eye where you are now in your life and is how you're currently invested. Does that fit with where you are in life now? Yeah. But it, I, I just I thought that was interesting from Dalio, you know, saying that it's he just sees a, a period of, you know, kind of a, a lot of volatility. Right. But not much net movement. And that can be very dangerous.
3: Yeah, it can be.
4: Especially if you have a, w- a withdrawal on the portfolio. Right.
3: And Stab, uh built up bond franchise on risky bets. Now he's piling up cash in yen.
2: This is kind of interesting. Isn't it now? Yeah. Glad you brought this one up. Go, Mike. So this is
4: the uh, Templeton Global Bond Fund. You look at the performance on it, it's been a good performer. Yeah. It's a good fund. You know, no Ifs, ands, or buts, it's a good mutual fund, but it's a mutual fund, and, it, and you cannot get away from the inherent mechanical problems with a fund. Um, so what's, what you're seeing here is style drift. Um, so you have a fund manager that in the past has made good calls, uh, uh, foreign currency calls, things like that, um, and it's performed well. Well, right now, the new bet, if you will, is market volatility. Um, right now, the the fund has about 45% in cash, mm-hmm. so you're paying an in uh, a management fee. So you have the advisor that you work with has a management fee. Then you have the mutual fund that has fees inside of it, so fees on top of fees right. for holding basically a cash fund. Yeah. Uh, with this, um, but. There's there's the fund itself, the assets under management have gone from $70 billion to about $30 billion. Uh, So a, a huge amounts of outflows. So the mechanics of a fund, is he raising cash for that reason, for redemptions, or is he raising cash for management? I mean, it, it, he has to blend both of those things. You can't have a pure right. call mm-hmm. that... I'm doing this because I th- I'm expecting volatility. I want to have the opportunity to buy something. You can't say that with a mutual fund because you also have to manage for redemption. That's right. Which he's had, you know, 50% of the fund has gone out.
2: Plus he's had some bad luck.
4: Oh, uh, it, it's... Argentine. That was a bad that,
2: that was a bad deal for him.
4: Right. And So when when an investor has a bond component, quotes around that bond component, something like this while it's been a good fund in the past it's not just a plain vanilla treasury bill uh, it's not a just a bond yeah. he's making aggressive bets within this bond fund that you might expect just to be there to be stable sure and uh, that's not the case uh, you know you can have big moves in these types of things right so he's 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 essentially trying to run it like a hedge fund yeah. which i mean more power yeah. to him but that doesn't work with an
3: open-ended mutual fund. No. no. Folks, if you've heard anything today that uh, might make you want to talk to us, give us a call at 859-233-0400. Info at DupreeFinancial.com. dupreefinancial.com. Look at us on Facebook. Uh, appreciate you listening in today. Go Cats. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson and Guy Hewlett, News Radio 630 WLAP. Yeah.